This is the Dos Acero Podcast, a weekly show devoted to football in Mexico, the U.S., and beyond. If you are a pocho, puma, regio, chiva, cholo, presa, tigre, tapatio, chilango, or even a Methodist, pull up a chair, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the next 90 minutes of heated football debate. Thus begins the Dosa Cero Podcast. Good evening and welcome to the Dosa Cero Football Podcast, Yamerito production brought to you by SoccerChronicle.com. My name is John Jagu. Uh, glad that you're joining us this evening. We have another roundtable, a very animated discussion of what we have just seen in Liga Mekis with the semifinal. First leg between Gu America and Monterrey, which went to the home side, which uh, in this case is Gu America. Congratulations to them. 90 minutes more, and they'll make their what seems like their 20th final in the past five years. A very good spell that Gu America has had. We'll also be talking a little bit about Copa America. Copa America Centenario rosters coming out. Obviously, uh, Mexico can't ever do anything without having a huge controversy, which I think is part of the reason why they do it the way they do it. We'll talk about that as well. And if we have time, maybe we'll talk Leon Pachucas, if anybody really cares about that game. Anyway. But anyway, let's get right to it. Let's get to our cast of thousands we have with us tonight. We have with us over in Kyle, Texas, in southeast Travis County, we have Alberto Chiquis Campa. Alberto, how are you? Hey, what's up, everybody? Good to be here. Doing a pretty awesome game, back and forth action. Yeah, I think this game and the Pumas game last night was uh, pretty interesting. So, well, we'll talk about that in more detail. Over in Arizona, a gentleman who, frankly, he, even though he wanted to admit it, has to be a little nervous with how things are going for his team, losing over the weekend, even though they advanced and losing the first leg here. But I'm sure he, he feels that that their resolve will be enough to carry them through. And that's, of course, Fernando Regino. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, and thank you for putting words in my mouth, John. Um, yes, it's a, it was a great match. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was back and forth in America. Really, we have to do the Ave Marias because... The next game is going to be totally different. They're playing the next game up in the in the Tamalera, so it's definitely going to be a little bit more interesting. We'll see how that plays out. Now, somebody who, in our weekly discussion this week, and, and I might have to preface this, this is a, probably the biggest Chivas fan I've ever met in my life. We're talking about Joel Aceves. Picked, uh, not only did he pick America to win this game, but he picked America to win the championship and said that he respects and admires what Gu America is doing. And this is written down. This is in the public record now. So for you Chivas fans that are listening and want to maybe have a few words offline with this gentleman. Of course, I'm talking about Joel Aceves. How are you, Joel? Doing good, John. When you put it that way, though, I might, I might have to reconsider how I how I say things. You sound like uh, Judas, dude. No, no, it's... it's uh. No, wait, that would not. Credit where credit is due. Well, you know, you, you have a healthy respect for your opponent. You you have to like it, but you have to but you have to respect what they're doing when they're doing things well. I get that. I understand. I'll I'll uh, 
if you need if you need, if you need representation, Hoel, give me a call. We'll we will uh, advocate. <laughs> advocate. <laughs> and then uh, over in Philadelphia, a gentleman who must be happy with the result tonight, even though his team was probably unlucky to get more than just the one goal, but they they did what they needed to do. They scored a goal at home, won at home, very important. Ninety more minutes, and they will be winning their 90th championship. Of course, we're talking about Cuba America. We're talking about Ronnie De Luna up in Philadelphia. Hey, how you doing, John? How are you guys doing today? Um, how's, how's life up in Philly, Tepec? Uh, the weather's just, you know, pretty crappy. Just it's like, you know, <coughs> rains a lot. Or, you know, it was actually cold a couple of days ago. So kind of crappy weather right now. It seems like it, it, it really does a number on, on the cats. Cats start acting very crazy when the weather yeah, goes to yeah. Philadelphia. It does. Damn cats. You know, especially like in these row homes and stuff like that. I've heard that but, the Western the Western Philadelphia row house cat is 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 very dangerous. They have to really like 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 they're beyond fair. They're like they're almost like little wild cats you really have to keep an eye on. <laughs> yeah, you do. I understand. You so you're uh, you're you're our resident uh, Cuba America expert. Your your impression and and uh, and then on a scale of one to ten, how confident do you feel about making the final? Go. Uh, seven. Uh, Monterrey is still a very dangerous team. Um, and obviously you got the officials. You have that narco money from uh from uh from Monterrey from Monterrey FEMSA. You know. Hey, um, but you guys are, you have the advantage. Still want to bet? Let's let let, let 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 the man speak, friend. Everyone has a, you know everyone has a fair shot at this table. Well, you know don't make me don't make me bring my bad cop. I have a bad cop tonight, so oh, just yeah? watch. I do. I have a bad cop. You stand on my body and say, "Que carajo tengo que hacer?" So just be careful. <laughs> just be careful. I have a bad cop. <laughs> so so you don't want to you don't want to rile up Duca. So no, uh, I. I don't know, man. That one goal. I mean, I'm I'm glad that they, that Monterrey didn't score because the away goal. Uh, you know, I mean, even if America wins, what uh, they they lose two one or three two or whatever. Uh, well, I mean, well, right America, now they have the advantage. I mean, really, America has the advantage because since Monterrey didn't score any away goals, then yeah. But if Club America scores one, that 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 forces Monterrey, you know, in this score. case, to score three. Yeah, score three. So. Yeah. Um. So I mean I am happy I, I am happy about that but you know like one I, a couple of weeks ago like two weeks ago or a week ago I said something about you know uh, Nacho Ambriz like uh, as opposed from last some last season to this season how he's changed a, a little the tactics I mean uh, he's being a little bit more reserved. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think that he's put on the the La Puente chapeau? Honestly, looking at this team. You know what? It's I'm actually seeing a little bit of uh of of uh at least just this I mean just the last couple of games. I'm not saying the entire season, but you know, I I'm seeing a little thing, you know, I'm seeing things that like I don't understand, you know, but but he's proving me wrong. So I mean, that's always a good thing. You know, it's like is, is the everything that prove you wrong or a good thing. Well, I mean, well, well, like for example, like you know, and, and I <coughs> and, and I said this, you know, before, like like for example, years ago when America brought on, you know, Mario Carrillo, I was like totally against it, but then hey, he shut me up, and like both times, you know, Carrillo went to America. I mean, he he kicked ass. 
Same thing with Piojo. I wasn't a really big fan of Piojo coming in, but you know, hell, him and you know Piojo, you know he, him and, and Belais, you know they he, they really changed uh, the direction of the of the team. I don't think there's any question if if Mexico has a much more stable national team uh-huh. management. Then you know that Piojo didn't have to go in and bail him out. I wouldn't shock me at all if, if if he would still be the team at uh America. I think that he's the kind of guy that could stay somewhere six, seven years until his you know, either either his mouth runs him out or whatever. But it seemed like they've they've certainly changed their ways. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Club uh, America was run by a guy whose claim to fame was that he had a certificate from the Royal really? Institute as the only reason he was, you know, the president of he was a, he was a sales he, he was a, yeah he was a sales director for Televisa. No, there I mean, you go. Was, I mean, he was you know pathetic. I mean, for, for no football. I mean, so Belize, obviously educated, but you know he he knows he's got the, uh, the the football experience and he can you know he's like that bridge between the management and and the and the sporting aspect of it. Yeah, well, he he understands the sporting aspect of it, which which helps him make make decisions. You know, his decision tree is going to be a little, you know, different than a sales guy, and the sales guy is looking at, well, you know, yeah, sales. Yeah, and, you know, one of, one of, and also one of the things, I mean, like, that I'm not liking, but, I mean, that's it's just a, a, a league-wide problem. I mean, not not for Chivas, but, you know, I, I do wish that uh, that Belize would, and I understand why he's not doing it, but, I mean, I, I do wish that they would play a little bit more of the of, of the canteranos, you know, the, the, from the from the youth teams because they're doing pretty well. But you know, all in due time. That should be the national anthem of Mexico. You think so? <laughs> now, um, it's interesting that you say that, Ronnie. I was. Uh, Thinking about the, the the chat that that Joel and I had this week, for those of you who haven't read it, it's on it's on soccerchronicle.com. We really do recommend that you tune into our our, our new weekly feature. The, Good stuff, by the way. Good stuff. The gentleman's agreement. The gentleman's Good. agreement that uh, we we've we've started uh, having a conversation uh, for two or three days, and then we you know put it put it out there for for everyone to see and. And Joel, I think I think you said it best, Joel. I, I think that you know we give credit where credit due. Pelaez has has done a great job, in and 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 America has done a job and letting him do a great job. And now we're seeing the fruits of his labor, and we have been for the past two or three years. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Oh, uh, I thought we, I thought Joel was with us. Is Joel now with us? I am. I am here. Yeah. yeah. No, I was asking you, Joel. Oh, I'm sorry. Come, come again. I was saying that you you gave uh, you gave Pelaez, uh a lot of credit for for America's recent success, and you think a lot of it is due to continuity. So I wanted you to elaborate on that. Yeah, you you could just see in the way he was working, and also how he, you know, he prioritized whatever uh, proceso, you know, the word that gets thrown around a lot in Mexican soccer, but you know, he prioritized it with. Uh, and I saw it with like Turco how he was, you know, he had been doing good, but at the same time Turco was. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, Juan. 
Turka was going off and doing his own thing, which I thought was just very disrespectful, uh, you know, taking off in the weekend to go jet set to Argentina or or to watch a friendly game at the Vatican. It's just, you know. So, I mean, he did what he had to do, and, and he's he's he did it with the Matosas who they couldn't agree in what players, what players to bring in for this for the club and, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll also point out, I'll also point out though, you know, you know, one of the things that I've noticed is that between Piojo, uh, Turco, Matosas, and now Ambris, you know, none of those four coaches have really played the same style or are identical. And I think, you know, that, that kind of leads me to believe that Belize is smart enough not to basically micromanage the 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 you know the, the way the team's gonna you know function, but I think he has enough. He, I think he does enough to basically challenge the coaching staff to to make sure that they're being prepared and they're doing what they're supposed to do, but not to the point where he's <clears throat> micromanaging. Okay, I want you to play this guy. I want you to play this guy, or you're gonna do this, or you're gonna do that. And I think he's letting the coaching do their jobs. Uh, I mean, like for example, Matosas to me, out of you know, out of the four coaches that have been with America, Matosas for me, for some reason, just I, I just didn't feel it, you know. I I think he was too, a little too care. I think he was a little too careless. Do you think he uh, was too pretty to coach America? I mean, when I no, think of an America it. coach, I think of like a Don Ramon or you know, La Puente. You know, Matosas just, you know, he looked like he was. You know, more to be, you know, be standing on on a street in Italy, getting ready to have a coffee with a lady. You know, it just you know, look like he was coaching. You know, those white he was wearing those white shoes, and like when I'm thinking of those white shoes, I'm thinking of Chevy Chase in uh, National Lampoons. You know, the yeah. ones that Randy Quaid gave. You know, <laughs> speaking of clothes, I was wondering. I was too bad that Daniel Preciado is not with us tonight. A gentleman who was a big Santos fan, and Santos, I got to tell you, that was exciting as hell. The way that they ended their game with Pachuca, but uh, you know, skinny jeans did not advance, and I was wondering. And Dan didn't answer when I asked him earlier in the week if he was wearing sympathy skinny jeans to you know to help him in the in the in the, in, the, in the coping process of, of of losing. So I have to ask you, Ronnie, when America finally crashes out, and they do, you know, they've 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 won a lot of liguillas, but they've lost a lot of them too. Do you do you put on your La Puente hat for like for a couple of days to to help yourself with the with the coping process? No. He gets a flat top. No, I don't get a flat get top. Get a flat top. No, I just start beating my walls, you know, and then just start fixing them the next day. <laughs> no. So well, what you're saying is that for Ameri- when America loses, we should all we should all like buy futures and drywall because you're going to go through so much of it. Hell yeah! This is one little section of the wall in the room that I just oh shit, you know. Yeah. Now, knives. You use knives also, stabbing things. Stabbing things. Fernando. Like I said, like I said, I watch games. I watch games. I don't. I don't like watching games with a lot of. In fact, I, I like watching. You know, especially when I, when like Mexico plays and when America plays. I like to watch the games by myself. Yeah. You know, I I scream a lot at the TV. You know, my wife actually can't handle it when I can she can watch anything with me, but she cannot watch, like specifically Mexico. She she says that makes her way too nervous, and she has to leave. She, <laughs> she's gone. 
I won't see her for two hours. And then she'll call right around when the game is over, and she'll know immediately what the mood will be like when she returns. <laughs> but anyway, that's a, that's a topic for another day. Fernando, your team's down 1-0. Is there any chance, any chance at all, that that Monterrey wins this wins this series and goes to the final? <laughs> Actually, the real question should be, does America still have a chance because, you know, they got to go play at, at La Tamalera, so, you know, they... That's really the question because it, it's not, there's already no doubt that you know Monterrey is gonna get a positive result. How big? That's the question. You know, oh, so you're saying that not only they're gonna win, but it's gonna be by how much? So you're yeah. saying so over and under four nothing is four nothing a good barometer of where you think it's gonna go? Well, if you look at this game, it was back and forth in Nilsa at Azteca. You know, if you look at it, Monterrey had the most possession playing away. You know, that's that that's doesn't mean anything. Absolutely, it does mean it means that they were they America was chasing the ball. You know that means that America, you know, barely got a positive result. So going to Monterrey, you know, it's going to be a different, totally different game. So what you're saying is your expectation was a tie, but if America had to win, they they might as well just win by one nothing because it ain't going to matter. Is what you're saying, Fernando? Absolutely, you know that's they they the way they basically Monterrey ran them over tonight. It was 57% possession in favor. Yeah, dude, that's, that's barely... That's barely Prince, 57%. Prince, talk that's, about possession reminds me of some Paoli's quote. <laughs> yeah, some Paoli's quote about, about the girl at the bar. Hey, but the difference is that the that the girl still hasn't left yet. You know, there's still... There's oh, still so you're chance. saying that you're still playing. Hey, the game's her. over, dude. You're still No, there's still her. one more game. No, but this this game, this match. The serious is there's still the girl's still in the house, man. So now let me ask you this, Fernando. If 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 Monterrey wins, does that mean that America pulled a Cruz Azul and like they 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 just when they had a chance to advance, they didn't? I mean, is every is every any any time a team loses the lead, is that a it was that forever known as a as a Cruz Azulada, forever forever and ever? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so let me ask you this. So last week, last week, last Saturday night, I mean, you have to, you have to admit, you puckered a little bit when it went to zero. <laughs> um, you know what? You can admit I, I it. It's okay. I, I was out with some friends. I was having drinks. By that time, it was that time. I, I don't think I even felt it down there anymore. So I don't. I can't. Oh, because it was so. It was. It was so. Tight. It was no, it was it was so drunk, man. I couldn't really. Uh, oh well, that that's that's different. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't. So really you had no that. idea. You had no idea what was happening. Yeah, I, I should have worn some depends, man. Cause, oh my god. Oh, so you did? You, you what you're saying is that you were very nervous. No, I was just having that's a all, lot of fun watching the game. <laughs> I'll just want you to. Oh, I'll see. Here comes here comes the senator. The senator is starting to talk. It's okay, Fernando. It's okay for no, them. I enjoyed uh, the game. You know, you know yes. You, uh, you said that game you, you went through a roller coaster of emotions, I believe is what you're saying. Is that correct? Would I be correct in, in, in saying that? Oh, the the finale, the ending, it was amazing. That's it's not like, what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the whole game. It was a roller coaster of emotions. You had some highs and lows. You had some highs and lows. Okay. <laughs> All right, Senator. Well, uh, 
you know, we'll resume our questioning a little bit later. So okay, you no can problem. you can relax. Take 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 a take a sip of water. It's okay, Senator. We'll be all right. All right. Okay, I'm here. So uh, back to back back to this game, Chiki. Did did you feel that 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 Monterrey at any at any point was was going to tie this game? Yeah, they had, they had some chances. I think Aldo de Negres missed one that was right in front of the goal. Um, I think there might have been another, but compared to America's chances, um, they had they had less. They had, America had more chances at goal. There was a, some a few opportunities for Monterrey, but well, see that was the difference was to better. me between this game and the one that they had last week against Tigres is 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 that they had maybe what two or three shots on goal this game. They didn't make it against Tigres. They did, and that's the only and that's. It's a crazy game. It's like what Ronnie always says about it, like like soccer and boxing. It's the same thing. You can just crush a guy for nine rounds in the tenth round. He... Yeah, I think I think Monterrey's um, uh, their weakness is their defense. They got Efrain Juarez who made the the mistake for the goal. Uh, Homie's just getting tore up. Some Buesa made Homie look like a fool a couple of times. You got the young guy Montes. He's like their best player in Basanta, who's over the hill as well. Isn't that so. incredible that Montes is what 19 years old, barely 19, and he's clearly Monterrey, Monterrey's best player. I'm sorry, yeah. excuse me, Monterrey. Exactly. So he's the only one back there. He's <clears> young, <throat> still new and stuff. He didn't make one mistake, but you know that uh, how what's it called? I don't know if you guys saw towards the end that they they cleared it, and then I believe I don't know who it was. I think it was I don't know if it was a Yobi who did a a little globito over the America player. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, that was beautiful, you know. And you know, the biggest question, though, that I was having throughout this whole game was, what the hell's wrong with Osorio? How come he didn't cap, you know, Giovanni. Jonathan Orozco? <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> Jonathan Orozco, man. I couldn't believe it. I, I agree, but he, he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, he's not as, as good as the other three. I mean, in this game, he he had some good okay saves, but they weren't spectacular. No, but do they he have to be spectacular to, to be a good save? So, yeah, well, you know, he was so out of position in this other one that he had to really jump to stop. I mean, yeah, it's not, I mean, that part of beating goal. Good athleticism—that's what I consider spectacular. He was. Right. I see what you're saying. Speaking so, of goalkeepers, what are you guys thinking of uh, Hugo Gonzalez? I really, really like him. I Fernando, I've you know, this is the second time I'm don't. Don't make me bring out the bad cop. <laughs> Don't make me bring out the bad cop. I got the bad cop. So. I'm just saying, yeah, if you were going to make comparison, you know, Orozco and, and Hugo Gonzalez. They're both similar. They they both played good games today. Yeah, well, you know. How old is Hugo Gonzalez, Ronnie? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I know that he's like under 25, if I'm not mistaken. Look up Wikipedia, man. Because uh, Moises wasn't even on the bench. Yeah, Moises is done. Yeah, he's he was Doritos. You know, he ate his last Doritos nachos. But he he so, I mean, a couple weeks ago he he came out with some pictures of him being ripped and all. Yes. Well, he was eating fat-free Doritos at that point. I 1990, Hugo Gonzalez. He's 26. 26. Yeah, 26. Okay. Well, that's early. That's young for a goalie. Honestly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean that he has a good ten years, ten years ahead of him. No, I, I think he's he's going to be the uh, America goalie for the next easily 
you know, unless if it just just gets crazy good, it's going to be there for the next ten years. I don't, I don't think that that'll be. Well, so no one was surprised with the result. Now next week, next Saturday, I guess Saturday night. What happens, Fernando? Who wins? Quickly, quickly, go, go, go. Monterrey. Monterrey. Absolutely. You said you're saying four, five, six, nothing. What do you think? You know what? I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna go that far. But I, I will give you that they will win at least minimum 1-0. And I know that'll take them to penalties, but, you know, I know no, they're no, going to... They, they, well, actually, they, they would advance because they're the uh, the second tiebreaker is posición en, en, en la tabla. So. Ah, then in that case, yeah, they're going to they're gonna win. So you went from talking so much smack that they were going to win 5-6. Oh, they're going to score so many goals. It's, they're going to get tired. <laughs> to, ooh, they're going to maybe tie <laughs> Hey, I don't remember me saying they're gonna win 4-0. I was just agreeing with you that they were going to win. Okay. Just a difference. Coel, are you still are you still via 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 for? Oh snap! For America. I, you know, I think they they might lose the game, but they'll win the series. That that two goal that two goal lead is just. I think a team like America knows how to. That'll work in their favor, so. They could lose what like two to one. They could lose two to one, or and still advance. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying that the away goal is uh, the fact that Monterrey didn't get one is going to really hurt them. Yes, sir. I, I was disappointed in uh, Monterrey because that I remember watching the game against Tigres, and I'm thinking, okay, everyone's been talking about Monterrey being the the favorites for a long time to to take the league title, and they just look pretty bad. And and uh, if Tigres hadn't self-destructed, which they did like in two minutes, I think they could have. We would have been watching Tigres America right now. It would certainly be a lot more entertaining. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you know, but and again, that that goes along the line of what we we talked about their first game with Tigres last week. Is it was the exact same game. You know, Orozco makes a ton of great saves. But the difference was is that on the few chances that Monterrey got, they put him in and they won the game. So. Yeah, and you know, I was telling Pern on the chat, you know, when when your team is missing their chances, that's pretty much the recipe for. Uh, it's the worst thing you can do. And and we, dude, the the Negris miss was just just you know. It brought back bad memories of when he would miss like that when he was with Chivas. He never really played because he was always injured. So well, that's right. He was always hurt. They, Monterrey, uh, they sold us like damaged goods. Well, Joel, you know, I know that you're that you're on right now, giving it high and hard on the bandwagon for for a minute, but we can't oh. we can't have a <laughs> Without you hearing a little of this, so. In his alma di Pavreshana, well as Olympia Rosa Temprana. Just a little, just a little. Just to remind you that as dirty as you feel right now, you're still, you know, you know where your heart is, so. <laughs> feel bad for you. Anybody else have anything? Oh, I'm sorry, I guess we have to go down the list. Uh, well, I would, I would say, Ronaldo, you, uh, Care to care to chip in on your on your Saturday prediction? Uh, I I have a feeling that America may pull it off. I think they'll, I think they'll pull it off. 
I mean, even if they lose, you know, I, I think they have it in at least a score a goal where you're going to force the opposition, you know, to score, you know, two or more. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think, I, I think a medical, I think a medical advance. Let me ask you all this, and this, we'll talk about this one last uh, topic before we get into the whole uh, Copa America thing. One thing I've noticed about these games and all, all of the Ligia games, the Ligia games, is uh, it, it's been a really good advertisement for Liga MX. A really good advertisement. The, the games have been entertaining. They've been intense. They, yeah, the atmosphere has been fantastic in, in all the stadiums. They've been really good games. It's been a really good advertisement for the league. These are the kind of games that should they should be showing in South America, Europe, the whole bit. They should do it like a condensed. I mean, and, and, and these, these, this is where I think they have a really good chance to, sh- to you know to show and approve mainly to the Mexican media most of all. <laughs> hey, you know what, Liga Mekis is. At a very decent level, and here's and here's the proof. You know, you know, you know what, John? Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, when you have players like Guignac that are going to Europe and talking about Mexico, but a couple of days ago, I read, you know, I was reading about uh, uh, Raúl, who's uh, I think he's in New York, and you know, he made a comment of like you know him being here in in, in the United States. Uh, you know, following, you know, I think he's doing something with MLS or I forget what he's doing exactly, but, uh, he said that he's, you know, he's had a little bit more access to, to Mexican football and that he's basically, you know, kind of impressed by it and the competitiveness. I, I think, uh, you know, I think Liga MX is, is especially is going down, you know, it's, it's heading in the right direction. I mean, they're going to become a more, a more global, you know, brand. Um, I, 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 as much as I don't really like that whole, you know, that 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 rule of you know ten eight or whatever. I, I, I mean, I know why they're doing it. You know. Yeah, I mean, and like and like I said, and and, and this is a huge difference between the Liga Mekis and what's happening in Europe. Is is that in in Europe, if you're in the EU, you have no obligation to put X amount of your own countrymen on the team. You know, yeah. that, that, there are teams that'll do that, like Bilbao and some other ones. Yeah. But you know, in that sense, I think that you know that the Mexican players do have a bit of an advantage. But yeah, I, I, I we, you know, that that's what I said. If, if Gignac has uh, a, a, a huge Eurocopa, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna make Liga Mekis look great for a bunch of you know players that maybe otherwise wouldn't, you know, get 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 a look. Elsewhere, you know, they can make good, they they can make good money. Yeah, I mean, you know, going back to, uh, I mean, like right, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. I mean, you know, you had Reyes, you know, Jimenez, Ochoa, you know, to a certain extent, Nayun. I mean, there's like five or six players from America that are playing, you know, that are, that that were playing with America that are in Europe now. So I mean, obviously, you know, the teams either are going to have to, you know, a, you know, to replace those Mexican players that you know left for Europe, either they're going to have to come up from the ranks of the youth system, or they're going to have to be bought, you know, from you know, X Y Z place, you know. Um, but no, I, I I would like to see that that number just a little bit, you know, down. But you know, 
that's just yeah. If they were gonna do it, I would I would have felt better with like, you know, seven. Yeah. Not eleven. I mean, jeez. Anyway, anybody else in it? I mean, do y'all think that this has been a good advertisement for the league, as far as the quality of the games and the quality of the atmosphere? Oh yeah, dude. The, st- the stadiums have been packed. Uh, you know, well, for the most part, Chivas didn't. didn't you know, uh, I don't think they sold out. Let me ask you this, and I'll ask the whole table this: If you had, if you knew nothing about Liga MX, but you were a soccer guy, and you and you caught this game, would you would you stay and would you stay and watch? If you if you if you knew of any no league, and you just happened to see two teams playing, you're like, who the hell are these teams? Would you would you stay and watch? Would you stay and watch this game? Yeah, like like Cheeky said, it was back and forth. You know, there were a lot of you know times. I mean, it was back and forth. Although you know, Monterey was you know was not as as uh, as effective going down, you know, the, the last third of the field, but you know, you could tell that it was back and forth. And eighteen shots per team, I think, on goal. Yeah, eighteen apiece. I think that's what I saw. It was a quality. That's match. an awful lot of shots on goal. Maybe eighteen shots. I would believe that. You know what's crazy? Uh, years ago, when I was looking at, uh, I was just, I was just curious how different the game was because I watched. Uh, on FIFA, when they first started out with the multimedia stuff, they would put like they had whole games from, I guess the 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 best game of the World Cup from from 1966 on. So I watched the 1966 final once between Germany and England, and both teams had at least 30 shots on goal. I mean, it just was a, it was as if the defense just let them move it up and take a shot. It was like 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 part of the gentleman's game. Oh, we're not going to play that much. It was it was it was crazy that they had that many shots on goal. And uh, you know now you're lucky if your team gets, you know maybe five shots on goal in a game to be done. Yeah, medio tiempo says tiros a goal, uh, eighteen. I don't know if that means just shots or actually on frame. That's crazy! Wow. That's surprising. Monterrey, you know, it's a great team with great attack, you know, attacking off. The offense. greatest, the greatest team in history. Well, there's another stat on that. I think uh, five shots total from the three players: Cardona, Pavon, and Funes Mori. You should Just five. Look at the stat of how many yellow cards America got. I think they got the same number as Monterrey, as a matter of fact. So <laughs> I'm not I sure what you're so. trying to say there. <laughs> okay. So let's uh, move on. We have uh, Copa America announcement. The 23 players came out. Ricardo, or I'm sorry, Juan, or Ricardo, sorry, Juan Carlos Osorio names his list. A couple of guys aren't on there, which, of course, that's the first question. Hey, why isn't this cat on there? Of course, we're talking about Giovanni. And he said, well, because of ethical reasons. I'm not going to discuss why he's not on the team, but let's just say that he declined or whatever it was that he said. Or actually, that wasn't him. Who who was it, Joel, that said that uh, that Giovanni had declined? Was that Osorio or was that Banos? No, Osorio during the press conference. He did say it in the press conference because I didn't watch the press conference yesterday. I was busy. I, w- I was busy playing golf, so I missed it. He said because of, because of ethical reasons, he didn't want to say anything, uh, any of the reasons why he wanted to keep it between him and Giovanni. But uh, but he did say he declined. Wow. And then Giovanni said, whoa, whoa, wait a second. I never said I declined. Is that right? Well, he, he didn't He didn't comment on it. Like, uh, after the fact, he was being interviewed at, a, at an event with uh, head and shoulders. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, 
Hoed sent the link, but um, he didn't want to talk about it. But they kept on asking and asking, and he 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 just declined us to say anything. He, well, he, he did, did say some things. It. Yeah, he talked about it on uh, on Televisa, on Pasión, and he's like, "Hey, man, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a controversial guy. That like, it's not like I'm, you know, I'm it's not the kind of player I am, and you know." I think that's the same interview, but when they asked him two two things, one was like, "What? How do you feel about the fans being being angry that you rejected the national team?" And he's like, "Well, I don't know about rejecting it." And then he said about the whole thing about, uh, "I don't want to comment on it." Then later they asked him, uh, "Did you want to go to the Copa America?" And he said, "When you're not on the list of 23, what can you do?" That uh, to me was a, I don't need any more than that, you know, to confirm that it wasn't his call. Let's be honest, so, man. I don't Giovanni, think it was Giovanni's call. I don't think Osorio made the call. I think somebody else made the call. Look, man, uh, Giovanni is just not up to par. He's not at the same Dude, level as. But Fernando, as, I know that she was going to say that because he plays in MLS. That is not the point. The dude. If, if, if Giovanni's playing well, it doesn't matter where he's playing. You have to you have to understand that. It just doesn't matter. What you guys can understand is the players that are, you know, right now on the list are playing at a higher level and they're playing better. Yeah, but but right now you're going off topic. Right. Oh, well, let me ask you this. Yeah, but we'll, 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 we'll get back to him specifically here yeah, in a it's, second. it's not about does he deserve to get called. It's about, you know, MF, you know right. FMF not being upfront about the decisions. Exactly. But one more thing yeah. on this, though. Go ahead. Oh, getting back on topic. Before I heard that before he had an interview before the list came out in the uh, JCO press conference, Giovanni was interviewed and said that you know he was anxious to see if he was going to be on the list. So it, it, he indicated that he didn't you know know who was on the list or not. And then all of a sudden a list comes out and and it is said that he rejected or declined the call. So that sort of doesn't make any sense. And I don't I don't this I heard it was a serious XM. Interview or something that he was. Uh, I haven't heard it or anything. Well, I saw Giovanni during the uh, Fox Sports One game that they had against. Uh, oh, who was it? I think it was uh, Sporting Kansas City, and he scored. He scored a goal in the game. So the interview after this, "Hey, Copa America's coming up because it's on Fox, obviously, so they want to promote." it. said, "You know, you know what?" Is he asked him, "Do you think you've done enough to merit a call?" If he said, "You know." Whether I've done, you know, and, and enough to merit a call up ice, as I can't say, but he said, but I one thing I will say is that every time I wear that shirt, I wear it with pride. And I just, and he said it in English, which which was, I'm impressed that his English is not that good. But I mean, Giovanni is the kind of guy that he might have a bad game, but he's always going to show up, and you know that he's can. I mean, you just you just can't not have a guy like that. But I do think it was a decision that was made by somebody other than the coach. John, if if you see the video. Uh, of the interview where he's at the head and shoulders, mm-hmm. and and he's he's answering the questions and you could just see it in his face. He just looks, he just looks gutted. So his body language tells you that he. Well, that's the thing is that once you just say that, hey, you know what? For, for this tournament, I don't think Giovanni had shown enough. This is blah 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 blah. As we just started playing, I've guys have been playing all season there, you know, and that's fine. Man, you guys, let me give you guys my theory. What happened in regards to life MF? What happened is he knew he was not going to make the cut. You know, he probably got contacted. You know what? We have better players than you right now <laughs> that are winning. So he said, boy, you know, 
they probably made it, you know, they know he's a talented player, and he, right now he's just taking a, a vacation in MLS. So it's, he, they, he knows that he does have a future. I, I do admit that. So, you know, instead of burning a bridge, you know, they just said, well, how about we'll make it in the press that you rejected it so that way it doesn't bring your player stock down. You know what I mean? And that way it doesn't seem like we just didn't cap you because you're just not good enough right now. And, you know, to me, you that, know, that's, that's a sounds- great theory. I don't think FMF is has half the brains to come up with a scheme like that. So, <laughs> I'm dead serious. There's their PR, their public relations is and has been horrific, and it's been like that for years. They just they have no idea how to shape a message. I, I could see Gio taking uh, Oribe's place, or even... Uh, or Jurgen Dahn. What? Yeah, Jurgen Dahn. Yeah, I mean, They're seriously. Playing in La Liga would, They're playing better. Jurgen Dahn hasn't done anything for the national team. Isn't, what? Right. The last, when they broke that, uh, what's it called? Fernando, I'm going to put you very, very plainly. Giovanni is 27. He's working on 100 caps, right? He okay, scored, I don't know, like, like 20-something goals. No, he didn't have Giovanni's playing well. He not only needs to play for the national, he needs to start for the national team, period. End of story. You There's know what? No, I think you just fanboy some here now. It's but not a fanboy okay. thing. <laughs> yeah, come on, dude. We have better players in the pipeline, dude. Your your hate for MLS is 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 leaking through all over the place. Exactly. <laughs> it's not he. If if Giovanni was was playing the same way in another league, we saw why well, he would absolutely you know that's no. <laughs> Trust me, man. Like I am I personally think they were just trying to save face for Giovanni. You know, and and I I, and I, I would love to believe you because I think that that would be a very stand up thing for them to do. I just don't think they could ever come up with that. What I do think, however, is I think that they, they know that they can sell it better when they have an enemy, when they have a villain. And they, for whatever reason, the villain this time is going to be Giovanni. Because when they're winning, they're going to say, Mira lo que estamos haciendo sin Giovanni. And the minute they lose, and the minute they're done, say, Pudo haber hecho la diferencia, pudo haber marcado la diferencia, Giovanni. And they go, claro que sí. And then, then, then the the press will will just totally be against Osorio from from that from that point on. It, it'll if if he doesn't make the semifinal, he is and because of this Giovanni thing, he's toast. And and he's, you know what? Well, it was Televisa. It was Televisa showing that that interview. Yeah, it was on Pasión. But you know, if I may, John, I'll, I'll give my my theory. Stand by, stand by. Oh. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. Welcome, Fantasy Island. What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? It's reality check time with Jolie. Those young people are about to get a dose of reality. Damn. Go ahead, Juan. <laughs> no, I don't know if you guys remember there was a Partido Molero a few months back in, uh, I believe, San Francisco. And they had... They had like uh, a, a lot of the promotion, like some of the billboards had like uh, Guardado and and uh, Chicharo and some of the players that weren't even they hadn't even been capped. So I mean, a, a lot of times why this happens is because you know a lot of the sponsorship and promotions. So you know when a company comes in, they don't just sponsor like the Mexican national team. They also want like a face. So they want certain players to represent. To uh, you know, showcase their products. So I think that's one of the things that happened with uh, 
with Gio where I feel Osorio probably he feels he's not necessary or, or he for whatever reason uh just felt whatever players he cap are, are a better option for him. But to leave out Gio, which I think is is one of the big draws for Mexico, uh I think how do you explain it to the if you already like sold, you know, spot you already have like signed deals and sponsorships. So it's better to say uh the player refused. You know, you really can't force the player to be to play. You know, yes. maybe it was one of these deals where Osorio said, you know what, I'm gonna cap you, but I'm not gonna play you. You're gonna be in the bench. You know, you're not you know, unless a calamity happens, you ain't playing. Could that have happened? I don't I know I don't think so. Knowing Gio and what you were saying earlier about how he you know the pride all? he has for the national team and gives us it all. I I, I yeah, don't think he, I don't think he's like that. I don't think he'll Yeah, I agree. He he seems like he'll he'll take any chance. He'll play any game. He could be in the backyard. Do you feel, uh Albert, that that that, uh, that Giovanni has is, is is a little more centered, or do you feel that he still needs to work out some of his demons? I think he's centered. Initially, I had a theory that was different from Hoyle's, but it makes sense what he was saying. I initially thought that he was, and this might have been just me joking around, but I thought since uh, when he went <laughs> LA into the MLS and uh, Osorio was, you know, just saying, you know, he's going to a lesser league, he's not going to be, play- he's not playing well. Um, they didn't, they left him off like a friendly or more later or whatever it was, and that was sort of surprising. And then. Whenever uh, now he's playing and he's shooting, uh, scoring goals and everything. Oh, that's right. Oh. Because in that Molero, Giovanni was available because it wasn't even in season. Yeah. And now, call now I thought, okay, now he's saying, okay, you didn't call me back then. I'm gonna refuse this call up. No, but I, I, I think, think he had. Good. I think he got an injured. He was injured. He was coming off it. He yeah. he was coming off the injury, so he was starting to to, to, to play and train. He could he could have probably played, but. I think it makes. I think he is centered. To answer your question, I think he is centered now, and he seems, based on that interview, he seems mature. And based on what Joel says, it, it seems to me that Osorio is pretty much being played like a puppet a little bit. If this is true, that you know he just didn't want to call him, but he's making up this stuff about Giovanni. But, and, and you know, guys, we we saw it. We saw it a few weeks back when when Osorio was hinting at calling up Pulido, and uh, and then you have. Baños and uh, Nesio, they all having a different yeah, so a different reason down. as to why Pulido wasn't called up. Yeah, it's like he wasn't he wasn't uh, in the know fully about the gentleman's pact, and then he opened his mouth when he shouldn't have. They came and they told him, they schooled yeah. him on it, and they said, "Oh," and then he comes back and says, oh, "Okay, no more Pulido." <laughs> oh yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that, boys. <laughs> Now, I mean, I honestly believe that if they don't make the semifinals and the the press will say it's because he didn't have Giovanni on the team and that'll be the beginning of the end if he doesn't uh, start off the hex well, then he'll be gone by the end of the year. I can guarantee you that. Now, as far as the rest of the team, on the Cuba America or the Copa America. Uh, see, Ronnie, what you've done to me—you've got me go. You got me going too. It's terrible. 
terrible. <laughs> They're in my head. I can't. I, I can't deal with it. But anyway, so as far as the rest of the Copa America, are there any other surprises? I mean, it seemed like it was. A, I mean, a list that if you know all of us have wrote down twenty three names, we probably would have gotten twenty of them right. I was surprised what Oscar was not on it. You know, and he wasn't even on the. The, the list that from to to to, to pare down from so actually I think he was he was Orozco yeah they because <laughs> they asked him at the press conference also about Orozco but he said that he he specifically said Pern that uh, he is not up to the level of the three that that he called up that's a big I, I have to agree with him <laughs> well you know to me and and and, and I'm sorry for stepping in and, but the travesty of of not taking Picolin to me, should be more, uh, should be a bigger story than the whole Giovanni thing. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, if it was up to a vote, Picolin would be the starter, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised Pern is, is having some doubts on Osorio, given how much praise he likes to give him. Hey, I'm being praised on what he's done. You know, he's that's why. Right. That's one of the things he did is leave out leave out your boy. <laughs> no, you know, he's he's what he's done before that. He's done great things, you know. He's so this is the beginning of the end for you. He didn't take us. He didn't take Orozco. So you're, you've you've turned your back on him now. I haven't turned my back on him. Yeah, this is the trust test. Is, is, but it's is, just that is I think shoulders this is, starting to turn. Pern. <laughs> I'm, I'm pointing out that he made a mistake, in my opinion. Pern, this, this is where, where you let yourself drop, and and you you know that Osorio <laughs> has your back. Fernando, did 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 you bite your lip and like look down and shake your head like, oh man, we <laughs> did that. That, that's like the first step, Fernando. That's the first step. Oh yeah, there's five stages of grief. Yes. So and then no, no, no real surprises. I was surprised it was Yasser Corona, but he yeah, gave. But, but he's been saying for three weeks <coughs> that Yasser is gonna, you know, God help us if Moreno gets like suspended for yellow cards, because the the level from Moreno to Yasser is pretty precipitous. I'm not surprised with Marquez, but I, but I don't I don't see why he's still in the national team. I think he's he's past his, uh, you know, without due respect, because he's he's done a lot. But I think he's he's he should have retired when, yeah, when he's he won the. He cannot start. They're not really going to start him, are they? they and, and, will. and then you know he's he's just he's just a walking red card right now. I don't. And, and, you know, they, they say that because of the locker room and all this. And it's like Mexico has a pretty united locker room. It's not like you don't really need this guy. I think for motivation, leadership. That but you, you have Guardado. You have, like, Chicharro. You, you have guys that have been yeah. already, like, in two World Cups, and, and you still need a guy that's been in four? What? Yeah, I mean, dude, what, are we that lacking in confidence? I think well, you're anti Leadership was a problem uh, before. Go ahead, Fernando. Please. Yeah, I think uh, Jolie's anti-Aclas sentiment is getting the best of him because Marquez is still a great leader, man, and his leadership is probably more important than whatever he's lacking. Yeah, but but it's Guardado's turn to carry that captain sarm band. Hey, See, even fight? even on the chat, Salvador, Salvador V, thank you for listening, it says, Marquez has done stupid jerarquia and a word that I, that I have to clutch my pearls to say. I won't say it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's for another Chiva fan. Marquez is 38. There's more leadership on the team, as as Joel puts up. I mean, Andres Guardado is captain PSV, 
So I think he can handle Captain Mexico from here on out. <laughs> now, one player who I wasn't surprised uh, to, to not see his name on the list was Carlos Vela. Uh, somebody pointed out today, I forget who it was, but they said that uh, they looked through the season and realized that Hector Moreno, Hector Moreno scored more goals this, this season than Carlos Vela did. You can't put a guy on a team like that. So... No, no big surprise at all that he did not make the list. See, and that's uh, that. The, one of the good things that's actually happened in in. That's Metalero. In uh, uh, who's that? I thought that was Salvador V. Oh, uh, well. It's you know good, another one who believes Cruz Azul that, fan. Uh, Cruz Azul friend. Oh, we have a Cruz Azul fan on. A Salvador V. Y la Cruz Azulio. <laughs> now I have no idea what's going on with Carlos Vela. It's uh, it's it's kind of sad, you know. It's just if if a guy just doesn't feel it, then he doesn't feel it, and you just have to, I guess, accept his decision and move on. That's exactly how I feel about Giovanni, man. So. He's in San Francisco right now, Carlos Vela. Well, let me put it this way, Fernando. Giovanni, in the six or seven games he's played, has scored more goals than Carlos Vela did it all season. And Carlos Vela is a starting forward. And he played 38 games. So he scored a goal every, what, 10 games? It's terrible. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's uh, not been a good season for him. There's, there's, yeah, he's definitely on the outs there. And I, I don't know how anyone would consider giving him big uh, designated player money. I just don't see it. <laughs> you know, a lot of people say that, oh, he'd be a great draw in MLS. I don't think Carlos Vela would be a good draw because he he missed out on his opportunity to become better known because he's never had a career in Mexico. So they don't know him as a Chiva or, you know, from Cruz Azul or from Atlante or from wherever. They only know that he's played in Europe his entire career, so he doesn't have that much of a following like Chicharito. But, but John, if, if he's scoring, if he's scoring uh, Geo GOS goals that we know he's capable of, don't you think the the, the fan the bandwagon will just reemerge? Well, sure. I'm I'm not uh, going to disagree with you. All I'm saying is I don't think that. It'd be, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is because of the fact that he didn't do that when he had the op, when he had the, the best opportunity to, he hasn't en- endeared himself as much to the public as you know somebody like Chicharito who has who who did it first for Chivas and then did it for Mexico and continues to do it for Mexico. You know Carlos Vela, you know had had an opportunity to do it when he had had the you know, coming off the best season of his life and and didn't do it. It was uh, very unfortunate for everybody. <clears throat> I just don't think he has the. I don't think he has the marketable qualities that MLS is looking for in order to be a designated player. I don't think he merits it. So I don't think if he wants to play, I think his future is in Liga MX. But I don't don't think you think there's a big there's a big contingent of fans that they like, you know, they'll see they'll see Vela. One day in the MLS, and then the next day he's he's in the NBA game. They're more relatable. That's the that's the Pocho lifestyle, man. 
hey, there's, there's a big contingent of us. Yeah. Hey, Make it a good Chiquis, you'll be surprised, man. Well, let me ask you this. If I, if, if I were a team like, like Cruz Azul, who's got money, can offer a pretty decent, you know, living, living in Mexico City in the south part of town is pretty nice. You know, there's obviously be right back, guys. really nice places. Don't you think a team like Cruz Azul would, would benefit from maybe throwing out some feelers and seeing about bringing Vela in, take a chance on him, if, if he still wants to play and play? I would if I was them. I mean, he's going to make a better living in Mexico. He's going to make more money. Yeah, I mean, it seems Serge like... Says, Serge says he'll never play in Mexico. I, I find it hard for him to play in Mexico also. Well, my, my point is, I think I don't think he has a choice, is what I'm saying, if he wants to continue playing. Other than MLS? I think MLS think, But I don't think MLS is going to pay what, what he thinks he deserves. Oh, okay. Because I don't think that he's earned it. I guess that's my point. I don't think he's earned it. He hasn't earned designated player status. Well, just it so, was. It wasn't just last year when he was scoring pretty, pretty consistently. Yeah, but he did it. You know, at nine o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. You know, just you know, he didn't. He didn't do it in the Mundial when he had a chance. Maybe they'll throw in some benefits like free uh, Miami Heat tickets or something like that. <laughs> free t- free uh, season passes. <laughs> yeah. You gotta meet ten celebrities every three months. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past. I mean MLS, you know, I they, you know, I suppose that you know they could certainly offer him a decent salary, but I think that if he you know wants to make more, I think it's gonna be better for him to try. If he even wants to play. And I don't think there's a team in Spain that would that would touch him at this point with the way that he's kind of blowing up his bridge of, in San Sebastián. Salvador says Vela doesn't have any respect for FMF after that instant, uh, after what happened in Monterrey. And Serge said that, uh, oh, Vela would probably go to MLS even without the DP money. <clears throat> Pretty good points. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, uh, we'll find out. That's the thing. <laughs> His desire to play was what he mentioned in the past, but it's not his, but he doesn't watch it. It's not his well, favorite you know, Poet, yes? Yeah, speaking of DP, where's Ronnie? He jetted out. I don't know. Yeah, he's he was gone. Release the crack. Oh, that's the wrong one. I had the wrong one. He's still salty over there. <laughs> he's still a bit salty over that. Licking his burn. wings from uh, Russell. That burn bed. Yeah, he knew that bed was coming, so he decided to jet. Okay. Well, I still bet him, even though I, I'm at a disadvantage now. I agree, Perna. I'm a bit disappointed that El Huila Mayor had little trust in his team, and and not only, you know, not only did he not trust his team, but it's on a when they're celebrating their centenario. That's even less, you know. That's even worse, I should say. Hey, it happens, you know. Some people just either it's against their religion, or which I don't think so is for Ronnie. I don't think he has a religion. And, you know. I don't know. I I just think he doesn't bet. I don't think he. He he bet. He he has bet. He he beat me in a bet. You know what what Ronnie would say if he was here? He would say, (laughs) You stand on my body, I see kick! 
carajo tengo que hacer? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He's stubborn, man. He's he just doesn't want to comply to everybody's pressure. No le voy a discutir con usted. Exactly, and that's he's going to have to give you his responses. And if you push him, he get a little angry. Cállese, carajo. So. <laughs> well, disappointing. Player. All right, I guess we should. Uh, yes, Joel. Before we, no, before I, we move on. I have to, I have to leave on that note. So I'll be making early exit today. Well, we're about to wrap it up. So uh, do what you need to do. Good to talk. We'll talk. Are we doing this again? Sunday, or are we just doing it weekly? The, the, after the match? Talk, we need yeah. to talk it over because who knows who's going to be available. I know I probably won't be. Yeah, Sunday, if, Sunday I'm going to be at work. Okay, well, then uh, we'll just do it weekly then. No big deal. Word. Excellent. Well, very quickly before we wrap it up, if you guys have anything to say about the uh, Leon... Pachuca series, that other that other semifinal. Did did not watch, not because it didn't. No, 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 no. I just, I just it didn't hasn't happened. It's happening. See, you have no idea that it's actually happening tomorrow. So I'm just oh. curious if anybody, if anybody has any thoughts before we wrap it up tonight. Will not watch. You don't care. You don't care. You can beat them. I think it's, I think it's actually be pretty interesting. We'll see how much they actually play. Uh, I told Joel earlier in the week that since Pachuca or Leon won the first time they played in the Liguilla, that this time it's daddy's turn. So I'm pretty sure Pachuca's going to win. It has been ordained as such. This is my personal belief. Well, whichever it is, Monterrey's going to beat them. So it doesn't matter. It's just, it's, just, it's just cannon fodder on the inexorable march of Monterrey's latest conquest. <laughs> yes. I see. Chickies, anything else, Dad? Um, no, I don't think so. I think that's pretty much it. Excellent. Well, on that note, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. This has been the uh, Dos Acero Football Podcast, uh, the Amadito production brought to you by SoccerChronicle.com. Thank you for joining us on the chat on YouTube. Really appreciate uh Y'all's input, Salvador and Sergio, we appreciate it. And we will talk again next week. Thank you, gentlemen, for another very lovely show. Later, dudes. See you later. What's the outro? Hasta la próxima. <laughs> Hasta luego, mi <laughs>